0: do business. MTN Business has a solution for you. Join us on 14 July at the Kumasi Mall and 28 July at the Rollins Park in Accra Central. To learn how to do more and stay ahead of the pack, visit mtn.com.gh business or call or WhatsApp 0244-308111 for inquiries. It's time to scale up this July with MTN.
1: MTN.
2: Good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Jubilee Radio Keta, Sun City Radio Keta, Saboba, FM Saboba, and A1 Radio Bolgatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and My Joy Online interactive app. The midday news is sponsored by Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplast goes, water flows. Coming up, some close family members of Resigned Water and Sanitation Minister Cecilia Dapa roped in by the Office of the Special Prosecutor to answer for their involvement in the stolen money saga. We have details plus the latest on the OSP's investigations as the Governor of the Bank of Ghana describes as worrying the hoarding of foreign currency in homes.
3: Yes, we are all worried, but really, I mean, this is a matter that is still unfolding and-
2: about we'll also tell you about the attorney general's involvement in the matter and heads role in a disado college after a violent incident involving students goes viral we have more as the gs sets up own investigation into the matter meeting school heads and parents seeing this video the region taking over to do the investigations and we're expecting them to report definitely we will know right the what i'm saying am- or the seems to give be- We'll get live updates from the school, plus, here from educationist Professor Stephen Adair. Also, in this package, NPP to sanction failed presidential and parliamentary aspirants who attempt to go independent after Congress.
4: It
5: sanctions. It is inside the room. If you go against it, we will take you on because this is an agreement you have signed to us, and the party will take the next decision.
2: Meanwhile, the party extends a handshake to the second Deputy Speaker of Parliament as it omits Formina from the orphan constituencies open for contests and in sports.
0: Midima sporting club will face a Nigerian side in the first preliminary round of the CAF Champions League.
2: And later this afternoon, which property qualifies to be shared in a divorce? Any property you acquire before marriage does not
0: form part of um, spousal property. If you are able to prove and establish to the court that these properties were acquired before the marriage was contracted, the court will shift that property aside.
2: We've got details of these and more here on the Midday News. Thanks for choosing us. Joy News Independent, Fearless and Credible. i Abu Bernice Abubeydulansa. It's a pleasure to have you here. The details now. Some close associates of the former Water and Sanitation Minister, Cecilia Abnadapa, are before interrogators at the Office of the Special Prosecutor to respond to the controversy surrounding the stolen money. Madame Dapa is currently on bail with surety after spending hours in the OSP's custody. He had earlier conducted searches at her official residence in cantonment and her private residence at Abinimpeh. The searches were well related to the alleged million dollar cash theft by housekeepers, which led to her resignation on Saturday. My colleague Elton Brobe joins me in studio with more on this development story. First, Elton, do we know uh, which of her close family members have been invited by the OSP?
1: Well, Ben is the OSP tight left on the matter, but we do know that some family friends and some close associates of the former minister have been invited to assist in the ongoing investigations. This is because from What we learnt yesterday, the minister made mention. Uh, to the effect that the money, some of it belonged to some family members and, of course, some associates as well. So, because of that, the OSP is extending this investigation to cover these people uh, to establish whether or not, indeed, they are the, the, the owners of the money in question. It is also unclear whether the husband of uh, Madame Cecilia Dapa is one of those who have been invited to assist in ongoing investigation. Yesterday, we were told that he was not a person of interest. But the OS did not rule out that they may, at some point, invite him.
2: Mm. And we understand, Elton, that she's currently on bail with surety. What are the details of the bail bond?
1: So, she's on bail with surety. Uh, secondly, she's also been asked to fill an income and property you know, declaration form uh, so that the OSP can track uh, the property she acquired and whether or not they were getting through illegal means.
2: Right. And and finally, there was a search at her official residence and her private residence. What did the OSP uncover? Again, they are
1: tightly up but what we are learning is that they uncovered what they want to describe as something significant. What they discover as significant is unclear for now. But according to uh, sources and what we are learning, they uncovered something they call very significant.
2: Alton Brobe, editor here at Joy News. Now, host of the Super Morning Show, Kojo Yang, so joins me because we are learning the Attorney General has taken an interest in the matter. Kojo, what are you learning from the AG's office?
6: Well, Bernice, what we understand so far is that the docket for the original case of robbery and handling of stolen goods, which was bought against five people, Patience Boche, Sarah Ajay, Benjamin Sowa, Kwaku Boche, and Malik Dowda has been brought to the attorney general's office for advice. Typically, what would happen at this point is that the attorney general's office would go through the details of the police investigation and give advice to them on how to proceed with prosecution or whether or not to proceed with prosecution. Now, what we are picking up from our sources is that the attorney general is writing back to the police to inform them that they need to their investigation to look into the source of the stolen money so this is going to be the next step of the CID's investigation they are going to be advised by according to our sources by the Attorney General to now look into the original source of the money that was stolen and handled uh, allegedly by the five people uh, named in the
2: original charge sheet. Right, Kujo Yangson, the host of the Super Morning Show, giving us details from the AG's office. We understand the Attorney General has taken an interest in this matter involving the former Water and Sanitation Minister. Apologies for the interruption there. But let's explore some more uh, with private legal practitioner Kwiku Pencil. Good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. Looking at all that has happened since the OSP uh took interest in the matter, uh, what would your initial assessment be of the actions he's taking so far?
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking that so far based on what has been reported in the media beginning from yesterday about the steps or the total steps that the OSP has taken or is taking, I would say that it is fair for him to do what he's doing. I think that what the rules of practice will require that he does. My real concern has to do with the timing of this whole matter, because see, if you look at the facts of the case, as it's being presented to us as Ghanaians, my appreciation is that this event, as I understand, transpired commencing from July of last year. In other words, that's when the theft took place. So that between July and October, there were these activities, and I would be very worried, and I will be very surprised that if we have security agencies, we've got a security minister, we've got the National Investigative Bureau, we've got the Ghana Police Service, who understand where the people who took the initial decision to come into this matter. If a report was made to them that a minister had as much as that kind of money in her residence, in respect of which a complaint was made to the police, our rules of engagement in this country for public office is part by several laws including the requirement for them to fill asset declaration forms and so forth and so on. And the I mean the fact that If you find money with a public officer, that suggests and shows that it is beyond what the officer must be holding or having. It raises a presumption that that money
2: must be tainted with something. Of course, we are talking of corruption. Right, lawyer. So, I mean, the the fact of the matter is that now, Madame Dapa has been asked to file an income and property declaration form you would have wished that it had been done earlier seeing how far the case has progressed but she's now being asked to do it how do you see this playing out as well
7: no it's a real addressing please let's put it this way the law is uh, that requires that they file these things makes it mandatory that before you resign you fail it before you resign And please, if after one year, which I'm sorry, but I have to put it this way, they are doing it now. But why now? That's the question. In other words, is the whole thing being state managed? Is the whole thing being done in such a way that we will know that these steps are being taken when we new or we ought to know that this steps should have been taken more than one year ago my worry is how come that the security agency the, the rule of practice for the policeman is that when a policeman has suspicion reasonable suspicion that somebody has committed a crime or is about to commit a crime the investigation starts from that day that is when the investigation is supposed to start I don't want to believe that our police does not know this basic rule of practice In accordance with the law, Act 29, Act 30, that is what they are supposed to do. So if we wait one year and the whole country now gets to know that the things that should have been done when these reports or the hints were given, you are now doing it. It raises an issue for citizens like me to begin to question motives. I'm not assuming that somebody is even now in the wrong, but it gives us a reason to be very worried and very concerned. About how things can happen, and nobody knows until when it gets into the press. Then there'd be hive of activities to give the impression that right. we are doing what we are supposed to do. When we know that what we are supposed to do did not commence from only last week when Kwaneka published the
2: story. That is my concern. Right about what is going on. Right, lawyer Pinto. So I mean, just to establish and create some clarity, this um, income form is for lifestyle, and it, it, it was given by the OSP. It's different from the asset declaration form, just to establish the difference. And and according to the OSP, you only got to know about this matter from a newspaper publication. <laughs> and so I understand your concerns in that the police should have informed the OSP of this matter. But we are grateful to you for your time this afternoon. That's lawyer Kweku He's a private legal practitioner. In a later development, the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest. Addison has described as worrying the hoarding of foreign currencies by individuals at home he was speaking at the bank's monetary policy meeting yesterday
3: yes we are all worried but really I mean this is a matter that is still unfolding and uh, involving the court so there's not much that one one can say based upon the intelligence that we had uh, a lot of people were arrested so 400 people you know in rooms you know doing online lending without license these guys are not licensed to be engaging in those kinds of activities so they were arrested they have been processed to court and i think that we will continue to be, remain vigilant to ensure that these kinds of illegal operations do not do not uh, persist
2: That's Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison. He was speaking at the bank's monetary policy meeting yesterday. Away from this story, at Keiko, or the Keiko housemaster at a decadal school, is the latest to lose his job after a violent video in which a student of the school is seen assaulting another. And this went viral. The disturbing video shows a student holding another, choking him, and slamming his head into the frame of the bed. Now, this caused an immediate swell on the the student's right cheek and there was blood oozing out now since that video went viral the perpetrator we are told has been suspended and uh, the victim would also face a disciplinary committee for failing to report the incident to school authorities the housemaster whose identity is yet to be disclosed has lost his job my colleague Mamisi nyamita thompson has a copy of a statement from the school what are the details mamisi so berners the the letter from the school signed by the headmaster samuel kofi agudogo is a simple straight-to-the-point letter which reads I regret to inform you that you have been relieved from your position as Quaker headmaster with immediate effect you may be reinstated as a house master based on the outcome of the investigation you did not deliver as expected of you as headmaster as far as the video is concerned thank you and this letter has has been copied to the Metro director Ghana Education Service Cape Coast the board chair at Isadel College Cape Coast and the president of the Global Executive Committee, Accra. And so those are the details of the letter from the school banners. Thank you, Mamie Asinyamitha Thompson. Meanwhile, the Ghana Education Service has condemned the act. It's also set up an independent investigation into the matter. Head of Public Relations Unit, Cassandra Truman Poffo, says the GES will meet with uh, the headmaster of the school and parents of the students to get to the bottom of the matter.
4: We've asked the regional director to investigate this matter. We just don't want to go ahead of what they are doing. But generally, when bullying, assault, violence of that sort, depending on the magnitude, there's dismissal, there's debodernization, there's suspension, and all of that. So it depends on the level. And so seeing this video, the region taking over to do the investigations, and we're expecting them to report, definitely we will know the extent, I mean, the school and everything to be on board so, and to, so. you know, something to give. What I can yeah. say currently is that, and what I want to put on record is that this is barbaric, this is evil, we do not like what has happened at all. And so definitely, like my statements indicated, we are not taking it lightly at all.
2: Cassandra Truman-Pofo is head of the Public Relations Unit at the Ghana Education Service. Our reporter, Semefa Pissu, is currently at Addisado College. She's been gathering some details for us and joins us via the phone. What is the latest, Semefa, with regards to this meeting between GES and the parents of the students?
4: Right, so uh, in the morning when I got here, everything was calm. Academic work is ongoing. The headmaster together with the students involved in this case and their parents uh, just left the left few minutes ago to Accra, as confirmed by the regional minister, to meet the authorities of the GES. But I spoke with the regional PR of GES earlier, who said the headmaster has been instructed to write a situational report uh, to the office of the GES uh, in Central Region here. They are yet to receive that report from him. But the committee that was instructed to actually establish the root cause of the situation and come up with their findings has submitted their reports to the office. And he, she said the the findings has not been disclosed because you're waiting for the situational report from the headmaster. But uh, the recommendation is that the victim has been suspended for not reporting the situation to the school management when it happened. And he will be in the house and will be escorted by the parents to come and write their end-of-term exam because he is a first-year student. But the, the suspect, or the person who meted out the, the, uh, the whole thing, is a final year student and will be in the house, he's also suspended, he's been suspended, will be in the house and go and write the exams at the YF office in Accra. And then the person who took the video has also been suspended, but they've not disclosed uh, the the sanctions lettered out to him. So we are yet to speak to authorities of the school. Earlier when we came, they, they refused to speak on the issue.
2: So that is the situation at hand. Thanks. That's uh, Semefa Besu. She is currently at Atisado College for us, giving us details on what exactly has been happening. And there have been a lot of reactions since the video went viral. The president of the Psychiatric Association of Ghana, Dr. Ruth owusu entree has some tips for parents and guardians on how to detect if their child or ward is a victim of bullying. She spoke to me earlier on the AM show. Talk to them when you go to visit them during these visiting uh, Sundays. And don't just be interested in the food you send to them and all that, but quiz them about how things are going and let them know that you can trust them. Some of these children are afraid that if I tell my mother or I tell my father, they are going to report it, they are going to report this senior, and the bullying will now even be worse. They are afraid of the repercussions of reporting. But if the school authorities will set a scapegoat of punishing a senior who has bullied a junior, it will be more easy for the younger ones to report bullying, and eventually we will be able to stop that culture. she further adds that a decline in the academic standards of your ward is a sign that they may be bullied in school. Dr. Ruth owusu is president of the Psychiatric Association of Ghana. You're listening to the Midday News here on Joe 99.7 FM with me Bernice Abubeydulansa and the governing new patriotic party has given a strong signal that it will sanction any failed presidential and parliamentary aspirant who attempts to go independent after its Congress. According to the party, all aspirants have signed an undertaking committing to support the eventual winner in the presidential and parliamentary primaries. Deputy General Secretary of the Party, Aruna Mohammed, therefore says the party reserves the right to restrain any person who will decide otherwise and apply the appropriate sanctions.
5: These rules are designed before we open nomination. These are part of the nomination form. So at the time of designing these rules. It is designed by the party. There was no contestant. There was no aspirant. So There was no way for us to consult a non existent aspirant. But this is a rule that the party has set. And if you know that when you lose, you contest as independent, you don't pick the form. Or you don't return the form. (laughs) You get it? This is a clear, clear guideline. That tells you, when you pick it and you know you can abide by that rule, then you return the form.
2: Aruna Mohamed is Deputy General Secretary of the NPP. Samuel Mbura is my colleague here. He's a member of the political desk. He's joined me with details of other guidelines for the aspirants. Now, Samuel, just quickly run us through what the other guidelines are. And specifically, though, um, let's talk about what the party has to say about the controversial seat. Well, the Deputy General Secretary of NPP, Haruna Mohamed, explained to me that since the MP does business
8: with the party in Parliament, his seat has been considered as one that the party has a sitting MP.
5: Everybody knows it's a public knowledge. Pormina is doing business with us, so it has a different way of being treated. Just like the sitting members of parliament.
8: Meaning no member in that constituency would take a nomination form to contest. Is that the case?
5: Such a decision hasn't been taken. When we are taking decisions decision for sitting members of parliament, that will be
8: communicated. So at the moment, you consider Formina as a sitting MP belonging to the MPP, though the records are that he is an independent candidate. He is doing
5: business with us in parliament. And I said he votes with us. He takes decision with us. The-
2: last deputy general secretary of the npp Haruna Mohammed speaking to my colleague samuel imbura they're still on the npp former general secretary of the party kwabnai Japong says the npp stands a better chance at winning the 2024 polls if it presents a fresh face he will be on the ballot with nine others but he believes he stands tall and has worked hard to end the enviable slot of flag bearer of the governing party joseph akable of our political desk reports
8: Abney J. Japon is not new to the MPP flag race. He was part of 17 aspirants who sought to lead the party into the 2008
9: polls. We the MPP are the tradition that believes in
8: creating a world of plenty. His membership of the party goes as far back as its early days when he played an active role in the campaign of presidential candidates Albert Edubuahi and John Ajekum in 1992 and
9: 1996. I'm not a newcomer. I did not join our great tradition midstream after the danger abated.
8: When the party won power in 2000, he became president John Ajaykum Kufor's press secretary. This journey has not always been smooth. Despite successfully winning the party's general secretary position in 2014, he was later suspended. This suspension has since been set aside and is back seeking to lead again. He believes the MPP needs a new face. A pair of clean hands, a leader
9: to reconnect with our base. And end the trust of Ghanaians.
8: Mr. Japan is promising a lean and all inclusive government if
9: given the nod. Cut down the government pecs in Ghana right now.
8: It appears people enjoy government pecs more than the work that they are supposed to do. The 61 year old engineer and former sports broadcaster will be back on the ballot on August 26 when the Super Delegates Conference takes place.
9: May God help us all and may God bless our homeland, Ghana. Thank you very much for your attention. <laughs>
2: Joseph Akablay of our political desk with that report. This is the midday news just gone by. Some close family members of resigned water and sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa roped in by the office of the special prosecutor to answer for their involvement in the stolen money saga. And still to come, which property qualifies to be shared? in a divorce
0: any property you acquire before marriage does not
2: form part of um, spousal property
0: if you are able to prove and establish to the court that these properties were acquired before the marriage was contracted the court will shift that property aside
2: you for staying here on the Midday News. It's now time for sports and Aruna Mubarak is here. Yeah, Ben is media, ma.
0: Sporting club have been drawn against Nigerian side Remo Stars in the first preliminary round of the CAF Champions League. The Ghana Champions will host Remo Stars on the weekend of August 18 at the Cape Coast Stadium before traveling to Nigeria for the second leg, which comes off seven days later. The winner of the tie will take on Guinean side Horoya in the second preliminary round. Quickly in the CAF Confederation Cup, Dreams FC. Who will make their debut take on milo fc the can, can of guinea in the first preliminary round of the competition back to you Benis
2: thank you so much now speaker of parliament alban Bagbin says the majority in parliament is yet to submit names of its members to form an ad hoc committee to probe the leaked tape which allegedly reviews a plot to remove the igp dr George Kufudampari. the tape also reviewed a conspiracy to rig the 2024 elections speaking on the floor the speaker announced that he had only received the list from the minority.
8: I have three names from the Minority Caucus. I'm here to receive the three names from the Majority Caucus. I want to do that today so that the committee can immediately commence proceedings because the matter the, is of serious security concern. Not to mention the democratic perspective, but at least the security of the nation is very important to all of us. Whether it is a fluke or whatever it is, we have to get to the bottom of the matter.
2: Speaker of Parliament, Alban Grabin, the Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Santi joins us with details. What more can you report on this incident, uh, this particular situation? I beg your pardon, Kwiku.
6: Bernice, I can confirm that the list is now complete. The seven-member committee
2: that the Speaker of Parliament
6: is putting together. Let me start from the majority side. The committee will be chaired by Honorable Samola Tachem from Workhouse South. Uh, the deputy chairman is James Agarga. The other members are Peter Lanchini-Tobu and Ophelia Mensah. These persons are all both former policemen and women. We also have um, Eric Opoku and Patrick Boama supporting. The Speaker of Parliament said that, that he wanted one independent person to join. We have one, Dr. Anand, who is a lawyer in Parliament, joining this six MPs to form a member committee to probe this matter. He has given them up to 10 September to bring their report to the House.
2: Kweku Asante, our parliamentary affairs correspondent there. Now to the Ashanti region. Inhabitants of Dagomba Line in the Asokare-Mampo municipality have accused the police in Kumasi of extortion under the guise of regular swoops. They claim the officers charge as much as 500 CDs per each suspect arrested in such swoops. This has already led to the loss of two lives – in the past years, residents are agitated over the arrest of innocent people in these police operations. Nanaya Ojima has been interacting with some of these victims.
8: The Agumba Line is probably the biggest slum in the Ashanti region. With dwellers scattered along a part of Kumasi's main rail line, it is hub of scrap dealers. Like other slums in the country, there are suspected criminals and drug peddlers taking shelter here. The police often undertake swoops when they pick information on suspects, but some residents are agitated by the violent and arbitrary conduct of swoops. Ali is a scrap dealer who has lived in the slum for decades. Three weeks ago, he was arrested in a swoop, but he claims to be innocent of engaging in drugs. I was on a bench in front of my shop with my girlfriend. I saw people ran to my direction but continued to sit one of them arrested me and started searching me for drugs but they did not find any on me one of the officers told them to arrest me though they did not find anything on me
2: and that was a report by nanayao jima and in today's episode of our sister station joy primes divorce series lawyer Senna hoto explains which property qualifies to be shared as spousal property in the case of a divorce listen
0: if we'll delve into the very first aspect yeah. which is properties acquired before marriage the law is that any property you acquire before marriage does not form part of um, spousal property Okay. So that when you're in court for a divorce proceedings as a as the man or the woman, the properties that you brought into the marriage, mm. the court will not touch them in the splitting process. Let's say a house or a car. Yes. So you meet um, a lady, you have four houses. You meet and then you come in, you know, with your, your G-Wagons yeah. and then your cars and, you know, fat your business doing very well mm-hmm. and then you get married and you acquire some properties as well when you were married.